listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by OC Monsterman, Dee Dee Dunahoo, Matt N., and Al White. lovelies and thanks for joining us on the 239th episode of final girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror thriller and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites i'm amy and i'm carly i felt extra radio-y when i said that you sounded so profesh i think it's too much i think it was overkill <laughs> I was impressed. I was like, dang, girl, coming out the gate. I need to tone it down. I need to tone it down some. Pull it back. I'm Bring it. You to pull, pull it back. <laughs> Too much. We can't go anywhere but down now. So, <laughs> On today's episode, we're discussing um, more 80s were weird type movies with Venom and Stage Fright. See, I, I brought it back too much. You did. I stumbled there. You, you know, there. we'll find our medium. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there. Stick stick with me. As a reminder, we do tend to spoil movies, so continue at your own risk. Venom from 1981 is streaming on Tubby TV and Pluto, not to be confused with, you know, Venom, the, the, the new one. The 17,000 other films called Venom. Yeah. The 1981 one. Mm-hmm. And then Stage Fright, a.k.a. Aquarius, a.k.a. A million Deliria. other possible delirium, mm-hmm. and then there's one more stage soundstage massacre. There you go from 1987, uh, which is currently streaming on Tubby TV and Shutter. Also, not to be confused with other like five thousand films called Stage Fright. Yes, one not original Meatloaf. titles here. No, today. the theme <laughs> today <laughs> is non-original titles. The theme is it could be anything. <laughs> Um, so Pick watch- one of them and maybe you'll be right. <laughs> yeah, maybe you'll know, you'll follow along with what we watched. Um, maybe you'll find something new. Sorry. You never know. You're good. <laughs> Before continuing, if you're spoiler sensitive, maybe we'll talk about the movie that you watched. <laughs> good one. <laughs> Thanks. Good one, Carly. Thanks. But before we jump into today's films, let's get started with the segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is You Won't Be Alone. It has an April 1st release date. It's written and directed by Goran Stolvisky? Stolvisky. Stolevsky? I don't know how to say that. It, Stolevsky. Oh, that sounds right. Uh, this is their first feature-length film. The IMDb summary is, In an isolated mountain village in 19th century Mac- Macedonia. Macedonia? Macedonia. Ma- Macedonia. A young girl is kidnapped and then transformed into a witch by an ancient spirit. Figured you'd appreciate a witch film. I appreciate a witch all the time. Yeah. Give me all the witches. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, this looks pretty. Yeah, very pretty. Um, I watched two trailers. I know the one that you posted is like the second trailer. I watched that one, and then I watched the first trailer. I liked the first trailer better. The one that wasn't like 
the scary. It's like it was just like throwing up accolades. There no, there was a trailer that was like had like a voiceover of the witchy girl in it. Oh, gotcha. And then there was another trailer that was another very long trailer, but it didn't have that like voiceover thing. Yes, yes. Um, I. I think it looks good, but it looks like the type of movie I need to be in the mood to watch. Like, it looks like a commitment. <laughs> How long is this thing? I have no idea. It um, looks but like I... it's probably three hours long. Uh, that's my guess. Yeah. Just, I just made that up, but I feel like that's <laughs> probably right. <laughs> now I'm going to look because I don't know. You know who would hate this movie? I feel like Luke Rodriguez Luke, would probably I, really hate this Whenever we movie. talk about any kind of period horror, I just <laughs> think about Luke. Always. It's only oh. an hour and 48 minutes. Okay. Okay. That's great. I'm really glad to hear it. Um, that makes me feel better about it. I really like uh, Numi Rap- Rapace. Rapace. I don't know how to say her name. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is fantastic and i will pretty much watch her in anything so i feel good about this to be honest i mean i think it looks i think it looks great um i just like i said i feel like i'm going to need in a be in a certain frame of mind because it just looks slow it does it does i'm bummed because they're doing a sneak preview of this next thursday but my mom is coming in and so i don't think this is gonna be her bag you don't think she'll like so, it no i think we're gonna have to wait till your mom April. likes scary things she'll pass right out <laughs> she and i have that in common <laughs> She can't embarrass me at the American Cinematheque like that. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it, it could go either way is really what I'm saying. I think it looks great. I appreciate that they're using, like, the actual foreign tongue of the time period. I think yeah. that's very cool and definitely adds to the atmosphere. I, I just – I can't tell. I can't tell if there's going to be enough – to keep me interested. I think the plot's really interesting and I feel like this story would lend itself really well to like a novelization. Uh, I don't know how it will read in film. So we'll see. Just the story itself seems very much like a book that I would read. I feel going into it like I have been set up with the com- the comparison to The Witch. Um... I feel like I know what I'm getting myself into. So I feel prepared to see this movie. Yeah. You know? Sure. Yeah, I do. There was like another trail. There was like another. I'm trying to find it. There was another um, addition to this summary that I was reading on here. And now I can't find it. Um but it basically said like she's on she like wants to become human or she wants to learn what it is to be human. So like that makes sense. I could see and like the first trailer, the one that or the second trailer, the one that you posted that I watched first, that one um showed more of that where it looked almost like mm-hmm. she falls in love with the boy and then the other trailer looked nothing like that. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, she looks very, like, inquisitive and yeah. trying to figure things out. Sure. It's just well, not, none of this red horror to me. No. So, I don't know. We'll see. The tr- we will see. The poster looks like horror, for sure. It's labeled as horror. Yeah. So, 
but so is venom so <laughs> you know what is a label for real <laughs> what does that mean uh, i mean they're comparing it to the witch yeah it says it's the scariest folk horror since the witch well i fucking hate that statement that's like Same. the worst statement ever <laughs> it's we're it's compare it's it's making it's setting the bar pretty high I just think, like, why can't we just commit to a folk horror movie? Like, gruesome, intense. I just feel like it's such an easy way to make things creepy. Candlelight. No technology. We could make this shit fucking insane. But I feel like that's what this was setting up, because it did mention a lot of gore. Well, I'm hope. I'm Pierce Hope. Hey, if there's a lot of gore in this, like, literally everything I said goes out the window. (laughs) So like, let's see if if uh, they they prove Amy wrong. Nothing in these trailers indicates there's gore in this movie. No, but they don't usually put that in, except for it saying gore. But we'll see. TBD. What, sa- what says gore? The, it did. It said something about gore in the trailer that All I right. watched. I'm gonna have you watch this first. Okay, and you'll know. You'll know if I like it or I'll, not. I don't I'll need to watch back. things anymore. I'll just let you pick what movies I watch. I got you. <laughs> I got you. All right, let's move on. We talked about this trailer too long. Way too long. Let's move on. It's, it's true. Um, so we're going to start talking about Venom from 1981, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Toby Hooper, who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Poltergeist, but then he left. What? And Pierce Haggard took over, and he's primarily done TV, such as Pennies from Heaven and Return to Treasure Island. What? Yeah. So... Fun f- this okay. This movie, I'm gonna you know just throw this out here. Yeah. Not great. The trivia for this movie, fantastic. Oh my god, so, I'm so excited to learn about it. Yeah, I've got <laughs> lots of fun facts for you. Amazing. Um, so it was written by Robert Carrington, who did Wait Until Dark, which is a fantastic movie if you haven't seen it with Audrey Hepburn. It's based off of a play. Um, and then uh, it was based off of a novel by Alan Schofield. Um, who did his TV series called The Sea Tiger. (laughs) That sounds like something you would like. It does. That's why I put it on. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) There were two other options. I did not choose them. (laughs) (laughs) The IMDb summary is, terrorists in the process of kidnapping a child get trapped in a house with an extremely deadly snake. Yikes. Um, (laughs) This movie is not a horror movie. I mean... I don't think so. Yeah. This movie is like a kidnapping police standoff movie and there's a snake there are some... in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Venom is you know? the right. I don't I think this poster and this title are very misleading. Like I very want deceiving. to see. Yeah. It's funny. I was because I was going through all the trivia, and like one of the things is like actually more of a crime thriller about an attempted kidnapping for ransom than a creature feature horror film. And that uh, since the snake becomes a threat within the main plot that's already in motion, and I was like, I think that that's more of a a true accurate uh, portrayal, yeah, um, than it being a horror thriller. I yeah. guess, yeah. They could have made it a horror movie easily, though. Just, like, oh, reel back absolutely. on the cop shit. Mm-hmm. They could have 100%. easily made this scary. Like, this could have easily been a horror movie. Yeah. 
So absolutely, I need to know what happened with this Toby Hooper shit. So, um, apparently, Klaus Kinski, who plays like the bad guy, Mm -hmm. the main bad guy, uh, was bragging about how he and other members of the cast and the crew ganged up on Toby Hooper a couple weeks into the shoot to get him replaced. And Why? I they I don't know. Uh, it seems like he's an asshole. Look, this is not <laughs> these opinions are not my own. This is just from what I've read about the making of this movie. He was very difficult to work with. Even the replacement director has said that the Black Mamba Snake was the nicest person on set. So it, it sounds like this is a very this is a very toxic environment. Sure. Um. So Toby Hooper said he left because of creative differences. Apparently also a, like the original cinematographer uh, also left within 10 days of shooting. So I feel like this movie feels very confusing. And I think that's a product of what was happening on set. It just sounded like a mess. Like the the two main characters hated each other. So they would always, you know, be provoking each other. It, it just sounded like a very hellish environment oh i mean i will say like i didn't like this movie at first and i i still don't like it but it kind of grew on me a little bit like i was still like i was interested in what was happening um Mm -hmm. it just could have been a lot better like i feel like this film is up for a remake someone remake venom add more snake it needs way more snake like it doesn't have to be the primary thing, but, like, it needs to be a thing. Like, it's barely a thing. <laughs> it's barely a thing. And uh, it, it had... Um, like, you know promise? how... Sorry, not to cut you off, but, like, do you know how Don't Breathe is kind of like what I'm thinking? It's a crime movie. It starts off as a crime movie and then turns into this other thing. Like, yeah. that's what this could have easily been. Yeah. But there wasn't I enough agree. snake things. I was kind of hoping like the snake thing would take over and it didn't. Like it just kind of like the snake kills the bad guys. Spoiler alert. The snake kills the bad guys and ends up being the hero of the movie. It like doesn't bite any of the good people. <laughs> it it's a very sweet snake. Um, they definitely wrote who's the hero in this movie and then I was then I wrote it's definitely the snake. <laughs> it's definitely the snake. It's so funny because when they were like, it's a black mamba. I was like, oh, like Kill Bill. I was yeah. like, that's Beatrix Kiddo. She's yeah. the black mamba. Yeah. Um, originally, this movie was actually set up by Paramount in 77 with Sean Connery as the star. Oh. It's uh, <laughs> a fun fact for you. Wait, as the grandpa or as the bad guy? We'll never know. Who's the star in this movie? Who's the st- um, is, the, is the cop the star? N- the bad guy? Or the grandpa. That's a tough call. I feel Who's like they both. Who's got top credit on IMDb? I, f- I think it's. I think it's the bad guy. Okay. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Apparently, he was also uh, Kierce. How do you say his name? Kierce. Uh, that guy. Mm, Kla- uh-huh, Klaus. Okay. Kla- nope. Mm-hmm. Klaus Kinski. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> not Kierce. I was looking at something else. Um. But apparently he was offered uh, to appear a role in Raiders of the Lost Ark. But this mm-hmm. was more money. So he went he went with this movie. Oh. 
And he also thought that the screenplay for Raiders was, quote unquote, moronically shitty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great judge of character. Yeah. Great judge of character. Well, that's great. Um, all right. I mean, <laughs> I feel like the cops are really dumb in this movie. Oh like, my God. over the top, like everything they're doing. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> That's definitely not the way you do this. No. There's a lot of excess yeah. stuff. Yeah. In this movie. It's not a long movie, but it, it feels like it. It felt so long. Yeah, the pacing's off for sure. For sure. This is one of those movies that took you a little bit to uh to finish. To finish. Yeah. I mean, I watched it in phases. Yeah. It was yeah. it was not holding my interest. Um, at first, the first, I'd say the first 20, 20 minutes are really tough. And then after that, it's okay. The, I, um, my first note is a laugh cry emoji. <laughs> okay. That I drew out because that's how committed I was sure, to sure, it. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it's just so bizarre. And the lady that plays the mom is o- such an overact, over actor that I was just laughing because everything that out of her mouth was just like, oh, oh, don't, you know, like, like she's just it was hovering much. over the child. It was very much. She very wasn't much. even a necessary character. Like we no. could legit just start with grandpa's watching the kid and mom's out of town. That's yeah, it. I was, That's I was all honestly you need to do. hoping that she would like something would happen with her where like she was in on the on the thing or something. But no, she was very Superfluous. Just explain, explain her not showing up. Like, she doesn't even need to be in the movie. Okay? No. Like, mom is out of town. She doesn't even need to be out of town. Grandpa could just watch him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it doesn't even, she doesn't even need to exist. He mm-hmm. could just have a grandpa and a maid. <laughs> yeah. I also feel like the makeup on this movie could have been better because that snake clearly bites her right in the face yeah. and there's no there are no bite marks. No, there's some blood later, but I think that's from her coughing up blood. Yeah, there's nothing that indicates that she was bit yeah. on the face. And we see her very clearly get bit a couple yeah. times. Yeah. The the snake is great. I mean, they didn't use any special effects. Mm-hmm. There is a snake and occasionally a rubber snake. But usually just like an actual black mamba, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there, you know, when you watch a typical, you know, animal attack kind of movie, how many times do you expect to see that animal in about an hour and a half film? Multiple times, please. Yeah. yeah. How I many expect, times? Like, I ex- guess. Well, I expect the beginning to be slim you know we're leading up to it right but by the time we get to the last 30 minutes of the film Uh i expect that snake to be very heavily featured yeah i mean i would say we're in the 40 40 time 40 shots 40 times we see it slithering around i want to see it yeah there are nine shots of the snake that I he counted, counted. <laughs> in the entire film. There I remember are messaging you. I was like, five. I'm 45 minutes and I've seen the snake once, yeah, maybe yeah, twice. Yeah. There are five snake attacks total in the whole thing. Not enough. And only three of those are 
actual attacks. Yeah. And two of the five happen basically back to back. So it really just counts as one, in my opinion. <laughs> it's, yeah. We so, could have had more snake in the duct. Sure. We could have had, I mean, the snake could have had more snake anywhere. I think the snake should have attacked a non-villain. I think the snake, <laughs> first, how does the snake know who the bad guys are? Well, how is the snake so he smart? Doesn't. He doesn't. Like, he should have gone after the cops when they burst through mm-hmm. the door. Like, <laughs> those cops just fucking gave up. They burst through the door to, like, save the day. And then a snake shows up and they just go, nope, nope, this isn't going to work. They close the grandpa in with the snake. <laughs> like, that was <laughs> the poor grandpa. They're poor like, you're grandpa. on your own, grandpa. <laughs> Sorry, peace. Okay, and this Man. doctor, we need to talk about this doctor. So there's this woman who's the snake doctor. She's not. I mean, she's I a doctor of of knowledge about snakes. Of um, toxicology is sure. what she yes, keeps on saying. Yes, that's right. That's what it is, toxicology. And they're like, oh, that's like poison? <laughs> and sh- she's like, sure. And I love just the nonchalance of her being like, Um, so I think this little boy picked up my snake, the black mamba, and I have his snake. No. If you get in touch with him in the next 10 minutes, you can call me here. Otherwise, I'll just be at home. (laughs) And I was like, what? This is serious. Like, a little boy has your snake. Get his fucking address and go to his house. But, like, why even add that? Like, why does that even need to be dialogue? Like, I, it blew. I was like, I'm sorry. What did she just I say? I will wait for exactly 10 minutes and then I, I will leave even... this spot and go to a different spot and you can reach me there if you need to. Um, it's, so, it's so ridiculous. I didn't write that down in my notes. That's just memory of me being like, this is out of control. <laughs> like, what happened here? That is funny. That didn't even make it into my notes, but that is funny for sure. It, it was such a point to, that I was like, I'm sorry. She's going to. She, you can reach her at home later at night. <laughs> Jeez Louise. I do feel like I learned a lot about Black Mambas, though. Yeah? Share some fun facts. Yeah. I mean, I learned that um, the Black Mamba is not black, and it, the inside of its mouth is black. Didn't know mm-hmm. that. Did you know mm-hmm. that? I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. I learned that you could... You're definitely going to die if you get bit by the snake and you don't have anti-venom. And sometimes the anti-venom, you could be allergic to it. So really, it's like a 50-50 shot if you take the anti-venom. And if you don't, you're just sure thing going to die. It's true. Um, I like that she's like 100%. Yeah. Um, I don't think doctors ever say that, but I guess. No. No. There's always a a slight chance, right? Sure. Um, I'm curious as to like... If that's true, because um, I'm trying to find it, but there was something. Oh, yeah. So publicity materials claimed that antivenom serum used to treat a black mamba bite would only be effective in 50% of victims. So this is something that they're like marketing out there. So I'm like, is this based off of real science? Or are they like, this sounds cool. Let's throw it on the post. <laughs> I don't know. Should look it up. It sounds true. The other things I looked yeah. up were true. The only thing I looked up that was not true, and I knew wasn't true, because the ending of this movie. 
the very end of this movie, the snake's dead, the g- bad guys are dead, and we look in the air duct, and there is snake eggs that have hatched, and there's snakes in there. How long do you think it takes for a black mamba snake egg to hatch? I have no idea. Okay, so Did the you look snake, it up? the snake, no, I know. The snake existed. Okay, so the snake has only been in this house for hours. Yes. It hasn't even been a full day. No. It's been, it was light out when it got there, and it's still light out <laughs> at the end of the movie. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> but notice this that. Snake, but this snake managed to lay an egg. So let's pretend that the snake, that it just so happens that the snake laid two eggs in the six hours it's in this house. Let's pretend that's possible. Okay. In the slim chance that happened, the snake egg also hatched in the six hours? It takes 30 days, 30, for a, for a black mamba egg to hatch. It's the most ridiculous ending of all time. <laughs> I googled it, and they typically lay six to 20 eggs. Yeah, but this one has so. two. Um, I guess I put the extra energy into having it hatch early. And they do it once a year, <laughs> and they usually lay in the eggs in midsummer. So this is winter because the heat is on. Right. Bullshit. <laughs> I just loved that ending. I'm like, you had to add the it's not over ending, even they though it makes set it up. literally no sense. <laughs> they needed to set it up for just anti-venom. T- I mean, vi- no, venom 2, anti-venom. <laughs> the anti-venom. Yeah, which never happened. <laughs> venom 2, 50-50. <laughs> I love it. Um, so okay, I mean, so so it says a, a mamba specific antivenom was introduced in 1962, followed by a fully, I don't know what this means, polyvalent antivenom in 1971. So assuming that by the time this was out, both of those things existed. All right, good to know. Yeah, I mean. I will say I really hated the bad guys in this movie, so I guess that was successful. They were terrible. They were <laughs> this one guy with the mustache. Like he couldn't be less sympathetic. Like they should have made him more sympathetic. I think that would have made it a more interesting movie, but he mm-hmm. was so <laughs> he was so not he was like, who cares if the kid dies? I'm like, literally everyone but you cares if the kid dies. You know, and I thought that that was a weird choice because he's the one who kind of wants to back out of it at the beginning. Yes, it doesn't make any sense. I and actually didn't think he was the same actor at first. No. Because... And then the woman is like pushing. Yes. And he's like, I'm not sure about this. But then all of a sudden, he's like this evil person that's shooting cops and yeah. hoping children die. And I just don't believe it. And then two seconds later, he's like, yo, want a drink? Yeah. It's very weird. And she's like, yeah, let's do this. Like, I, I know. I'm like, was she trying to like distract him? That's or, what I was hoping. I mean, it was weird. And we never find out because no. that exchange doesn't last. But uh, I mean, I feel like they could remake this really and do a really good job. I, this attempt is not not that. No, this movie is all over the place. It, it definitely feels very discombobulated. Um, eh. Lots of mischances here. Yeah. I won't 
watch this one again. No, it's not going to happen. Okay. But we did have Alfred in it, and I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> it's true. R.I.P. R.I.P. Okay. All Let's right. move on. Let's move Let's on. Let's do it. Let's talk about Stage Fright from 1987. It's directed by Michelle Soavi. Suave? Yes. Um, I know Michelle is Dario Argento's like protege, um, and what and did uh, Cemetery Man and The Goodnight Kiss. It was written by George Eastman, um, who <laughs> apparently was- did a series of <laughs> porn films like Black Sex, Hard Sensation, and Porno Holocaust. Yeah, yikes! Those are just the highlights, guys. There's others that are equally as fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing gets me going. Like, porno holocaust. What? Yep. Yikes. Uh, the dialogue is by Sheila Goldberg, who did Body Count, Ghost House, Zombie 5, <laughs> Killing yep. Birds? Yep. <laughs> Zombie 5 is called Killing Birds? Apparently. The IMDb summary is a group of stage actors lock themselves... Mm, in a theater for a rehearsal of their upcoming musical production, unaware that an escaped psychopath has sneaked into the theater with them. Whew. Man. So, I really like Stage Fright, but it is not a perfect movie by any means. (laughs) This movie is glorious. It's wild. It's, it's wild. It's definitely up for rewatch for me. It is a ride. It is. It's it, it's it, it. Oh man. Go ahead. <laughs> I the beginning ten out of ten. Yeah. Ten Stunning. out of freaking ten Stunning. because I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, well, this is called stage fright. Right. It definitely looks like like it's made to look at the beginning like. Oh, I'm on the streets of New York City. But you're like, that's a set, right? And then she gets pulled. And then all of a sudden, bam, musical number. Marilyn Monroe's playing the saxophone. A (laughs) giant eagle comes out and starts killing people. And and there's dancers. And I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I am here. It's an owl, not an eagle, but otherwise a very flawless (laughs) explanation of what happens. (laughs) Bam, Marilyn Monroe's playing the saxophone. Yep. It's true. <laughs> I just messaged you and I was like, I don't know what I walked into, but yes, more please. There's no way that this is going to get better than the first scene. Someone dies and then the person that dies rapes the killer. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's the it's art, I guess. Also, West Side Story, for some reason, is happening yep. in the background. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot happening in this very short snippet of this film. You know what this film, I feel like this is a good double feature with Climax, which I am not a fan of Climax, but I find a lot of similarities between the two, even though they're very different movies. No, I absolutely agree with you because I actually thought about that movie a lot. Did you? Yeah, which is weird because I mean, the plot is not at all the same other than I mean, they're locked in a warehouse and there's dancing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a murderer. Eh, is there oh, a murderer in climax? I mean, no. There's the murderer like, is drugs in climax. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not certainly not an owl. No, definitely not a man in an owl. Not a psychopath in an owl mask. No. Which is very like Halloween, I guess. 
like, how did he hitch a ride? He was locked in a room. I have no idea how this guy got out. And he no was one's... locked in a room. He murdered that orderly. How? How did he get out? I don't know. I just know that he stabbed the guy in the face because we see it. Oh, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, like, I don't, she walks by and she, like, looks in and she's like, oh, that's so-and-so. And then when they walk by, he rolls over and it's, like, the orderly with, like, something in his eye. Oh, I missed that. I must yeah. have blinked. <laughs> it was very quick. Yeah. So it's oh, very wow. likely that you did. Oh, interesting. So. Maybe I was writing a note or something. I missed yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, well, that I'm glad they showed that at least because yes. I was very confused how he got out. Um. Okay. I will say this play. I want to see it so oh, bad. So bad. Like, please. Can I? Why? It, there's a lot of rape in it, though. Like. <laughs> there is. I'm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what this director was thinking. He was very aggro. He was. He was intense. And Mr. Ferrari was not a good human. No. So, like, yeah. And, like, honestly, none of these characters are great, to be honest. No. But, I mean, I especially like how she twists her ankle and they go to this a psychiatric facility. I know, right? <laughs> and then the, the director gets mad at her and he's yeah. like... He's such Why don't an you asshole. take care of yourself and pack yourself up and go? Yeah, he's a dick. He is a dick. So, but there is a, so anyway, they're locked in because the director is a dick and locked him in, but didn't even lock him in them himself, had someone else do it and hide mm-hmm. the key, which doesn't make any sense. Just no. put it back in your, just lock the door and put it back in your pocket if you're going to be an asshole. Someone just died and you're going to lock people in the space where they just died right next to it. Yeah. So weird. Not not in good taste, bro. But I mean, no. I get he's like crazy and like wants the is going to try and like make money off of this person's death. Basically, is what he's doing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The owl mask is creepy. I do. It's app- so good. The gore is amazing. Yes, the gore is like Chef's Kiss, like eighties Italian horror. 80s and 70s Italian horror. It has a giallo feel, but it's not, I wouldn't call it giallo film because we know who the killer is the whole time. There's no like whodunit kind of aspect to it mm-hmm. that giallo films are supposed to have. Um, but I do appreciate it. I mean, I definitely can feel moments of Argento poking through, which makes sense because the director is, you know, protege. Mm-hmm. of Argento. So, interesting, interesting uh, things. I would watch this and rewatch it a bunch of times. This is one that I want to have in Blu-ray form. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. I would also watch it. This would be a fun um, watch-along or, like, watching it with a group of people. It's definitely something fun to watch with a group of people. Yeah. Because it's it's silly enough that you can joke, but then the moments of gore are going to get people. Like, people are going to be expecting that. Yeah. People are going to be like, oh, haha, it's funny, and then see, like, this intense gore scenes and be like, whoa. <laughs> Which is I my favorite having- thing. I love that. I was having the best time watching this last night. I was just like recording little pieces of it and sending it to people. (laughs) And being like, this wacky movie that I'm watching. My friend Shannon, who uh, is the one that um, 
let me know that this was Stage Fright Aquarius, which I have no idea where that name came from, but um, I was like, look at this silly owl. And like my favorite, my favorite shot is when they're walking and they like see him in the rafters and they grab the spotlight and they shine it up on him and it's just like an owl looking down on them from yeah. the rafters, but like an owl man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I mean, my I do really like there's a scene where they're they've locked themselves in like the dressing room and mm-hmm. they're like, do we stay here? Do we leave? What do we do? And they're like thinking up ways he is like he might set a fire and then we would die. And it's yeah. like, well, I mean, I guess that could happen. But that's like you're jumping to conclusions. And um, and then while they're fighting about it, he like literally like the guy's next to the door and he drills a hole. The, that drill scene was in, so good. There's a yes. chainsaw. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like good gore here. Um, well done. I mean, it looks real to me. Like it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good for the time for sure. It is. The shower scene was also really oh, like yeah. intense. It was. It was. It's a silly movie that has really good intense moments, and that's yeah. one of my favorite things of all time. I love I a lo- good mix yeah. of goofy and crazy gore i i love that i love the dichotomy of that absolutely i love the like feather spray kind of oh, at the end yeah. absolutely did you know they did a screening of this at the fantasia film festival and they threw white feathers from the yes, balcony please. onto the audience during that scene which is just oh, i love that i would have freaked out i would have loved it so much if that happened same mm-hmm. big same yeah i'd have been like oh Smart. Best. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this main character on the keys drove me nuts, though. Like, sh- this woman does not know how key- keys work. <laughs> I was so frustrated when she was getting the key at the end. I don't understand why she did that. He no. didn't know she was there. He was just done. Grab it. You just fucking hide until he leaves. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not. I am not going to fight or try. The key was right in front of him. Like, he doesn't know you're there. You're so fucking lucky. You could easily hide somewhere and he wouldn't know. Like, you know what I mean? He thinks he killed everybody. Yeah. It's done. He's got his cat. He's not going to stay there forever because he just killed a bunch of people. He's going to have to leave sooner than later. It's true. Like, why just wait till morning? (laughs) Hide somewhere, and I know it would be hard, and it would be scary, but that's absolutely what I would do. I can't believe she, like, goes and tries to get the key when it's right in front of, like, you're dumb. I'm sorry. You're dumb. When it's, like, right in front of him, and she has to be under him. Yeah. Yeah. was also, like, what kind of stage are they on that has holes like that? Like, it's not a thing. That's not a thing. I don't Not a good one. No. I don't. I thought that was really dumb of her. But like literally anytime she's trying to use a key to see if it works, she spends 20 seconds longer than she should to like see it. You put a key in, you know if it works right away or not. Like it doesn't take you several tries of the same key. I don't don't know. You're right. I guess adrenaline, I guess, could get you. But still. Or that was extra. (laughs) There is a moment also where they're like trying to stay away from the killer and they follow a blood trail. And I'm like, why are you following a blood trail? Yeah. Like literally that's the <laughs> way you don't want to go. That's the opposite of the direction you should be going. Go the other way, please. Yeah. Why would you be like, oh, a blood trail? 
that seems like a good idea. Let's go that way. Not the brightest bulbs. <sighs> I swear. But I do appreciate it. I mean, I do appreciate the movie as a whole, for sure. Um, I see what other notes. I can't believe there's, like, no windows anywhere in this place. Zero windows? Um... I'm trying to think. I, I actually think that's legit. I really? I used to work out of, yeah, theaters are usually pretty windowless unless, except for like at the very front of the theater. Right. That's what I'm saying. But Th- if they locked everything, there's just going to be doors to leave. So we don't really see an entrance, right? Because they're trying to get out the, oh, I guess we kind of do. It looks almost like it's in just like a huge warehouse. It does though. look like a warehouse. So, but I would think even in a warehouse, there's windows somewhere. Maybe at the very top. Yeah, I don't know. It's. I mean, I just found it like really. There's not even a window you can smash to get out. Yeah, it's not very unusual to be honest. Now that I'm thinking about most of the theaters that I've worked in. I mean, I've been to theaters, and the entrances always have windows. Yeah, the entrances do because they yeah. have doors for for to invite people inside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. All right, that's fine. But like, yeah. So she gets out. She survives. Somehow the killer is on fire and he's dying and he's dead and he's fine. She leaves. She's in a cop car. The window is rolled down for some reason and the reporters are just hounding her. No one is doing anything to stop them. And she's just sitting there with the window. I'm like, roll the window up if you don't want to talk to them. Yeah, she, but she's looking very uh, frustrated. Yeah, she like hates it, but yet the windows rolled down and she's staring yeah. at them like, roll the window up and don't look out the window. There you go. Problem solved. Um, and she goes to a, a hospital, I'm guessing. Fine. And they're just like, okay, now you can leave. No cops talk to her. <laughs> Zero cops are talking to her. No one has the story as far as I know. And they're just letting her leave the next day. Yep. Which, uh, okay, fine. Kind of weird. She (laughs) is on her way home and realizes she doesn't have her watch, Carly. Shit. So I definitely need to stop before going home. Obviously, I need to go back to the scene of the crime immediately. Scene of the crime immediately the next day. Where there's no cops. There's zero people there except for the janitor. Yep. Which, I'm sorry, this whole scene, it should have just ended when she got away. Like, <laughs> you, you let her get away, you zoom out, you, the he's missing from where he was dead before. You know? Like, that's yes. it. End yeah. of story. Why are we doing this whole extra thing where she goes back for her watch? First of all, no one fucking does that. I don't care how important a watch is to you. Probably if you left it there, it's now evidence. It's probably not even there to begin with. You mention it to a cop. Hey, I have this really important watch that I left there. Mm -hmm. And then you let them deal with it. You don't go back the next day by Mm -mm. yourself. No. What? She meets Willie, the janitor. How you doing? I'm fine. Really? You're fine? After all of that, you're fine. I need to get in. And he's like, I can't let you. And she's like, please. He's like, all right. I can't say no to you. <laughs> Thanks, Willie. And there was eight people. Come. She's counting. She's like, one, two, oh three. Okay. Um, wait, wouldn't the ninth person be the killer? Ah, the killer is not there, Carly. 
Oh my god, where I is he? I mean, the he? killer is there. He's there. But he's Still, alive. after all the cops. He was waiting some for some reason he knew she'd be back why would he still be there i mean i I don't know (laughs) in a movie that was already kind of like what but like fun yeah this this kind of was like please just cut it they they should have just stopped while they were ahead instead they added this whole extra thing completely unnecessary what they should have done carly is like a guest an ending like the guest Mm -hmm. he stumbles out in like a cop uniform or something. He's still alive. That would have been rad. No. Yeah. No. We have to wait till the next day when it completely doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> and but Willie, ignore that ending. And this is a solid movie. And, Re- and Willie at the end that says, right between the eyes, yeah. 7,562 times. I counted. It's not an exaggeration. Oh my, oh my God. Why does he say it so many times? He's like, I just went to get the gun to show you how to shoot it or show you how to load it. What? That's not the moment, Willie. Read the room. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yikes. Right between, right between the eyes. Right between the, right between, I got him right between the eyes. (laughs) Where did you get him, Willie? Right between the eyes. Five fucking thousand times. She's like, give me my watch. I gotta go. And she just leaves. Yeah. Wait, he's still saying right between the eyes. Oh, my gosh. The cops should have died in this movie. Like, yeah, that would have made it so much better. The cops should have died. You can't just have cops sitting outside the entire fucking movie. You can't. That was weird. You can't. And then nothing happens to them. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I just ignore that. No, but I know, but if you're writing this movie and you have any kind of, like, sense as a writer, like... Uh, porno holocaust. You know that these cops need to die, right? Like, they absolutely... Every single fucking serial killer movie where there are cops posted out in front of somewhere where someone is being haunted, 100% of the time they die. Except for this fucking movie. <laughs> what a... What a... And I mean, I get it. Maybe they're trying to go against the grain, Amy. Maybe it's scarier knowing there's someone that could protect them right outside that wall. But then why have them be there anyway? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? Are they supposed to be like the comic relief? Is it like Last House on the Left where like we have these fumbling silly cops while all these horrific things are happening? Like, I don't get it. I don't It's not. I didn't like that. But the gore and the the slasher part of it, A plus. Super fun. Yeah. The the whatever fucking play this is, A plus. Um, it's it's a good would, time. Would watch, would watch the play. Oh, would watch this again, would watch the play. Was there a car at the beginning of the movie? There was, right? She's like Uh in the play? Yeah, in the play. There's I like, don't remember, she's to be outside, she's wearing that wig that looks like a hat because it's so bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and a co- she, she looks like a prostitute. I think she's supposed to be a sex worker, yeah. And a cop pulls up and is like, hey, you know what time it is? And then she ignores them and they drive away and go, screw you. Um, so it was like a legit car. So did they have a car on the on the stage? I think she was outside. No, it was part of the play. Because then was she gets it? killed. Yes. I don't remember, to be honest. <laughs> there's, there's a 
you, you miss the orderly getting de- getting dead, and I miss the uh, the beginning, the the car. I mean, it's legit, legit the beginning of the movie. I thought that she was outside talking to that gal. I don't know, mm-hmm. honestly. Okay, maybe. All right, we'll have to, we'll have to rewatch and find out. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I remember the car though. I just don't know where they are. She's on the set where it's like has all the bad graffiti behind her. Oh, I thought they were outside for some reason. Oh. I thought she was like smoking or something. I think she was smoking on on the stage. No. No? Never. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 80s in Italy. Everyone smoked everywhere. That's probably true. All right. Well, that's Stage Fright from 1987. Go and check it out. I would recommend for sure. Maybe not Do Venom, it. but definitely Stage Fright. Yes. Especially if you like some 80s and or 70s. Even if you, I mean, and it's, honestly, if you're like an Argento fan or if you like, um, I don't know, just like Italian horror from the 70s and 80s, like you'll be, you'll be into it. Yeah. You'll, you'll be, enjoy it. You'll it's have fun. goofier, but you know, I would say it's like not that like it's, I would put it in like a little bit below demons, maybe, you know. Yeah, Demons is definitely goofier, but not much goofier. Anyway. All right. I loved it. (laughs) Same. I'm glad I watched this one second. Yeah. Me too. Oh, I didn't. I watched it first. (laughs) (laughs) I would have preferred probably to watch it second. So... What are you? Go- what's going on over there, Carly? You doing anything fun? Watching anything new? Am I watching anything new? No, no, I don't think Outlander's back, and I'm so excited. No, um, so I am watching that. I don't think I'm watching any. Oh, I watched Young Wallander season two, no. which I enjoyed. Okay. Um, ooh, and I'm also watching, um true detective season two because i couldn't i like did not like it when it first came out but i think i just wasn't prepared is that the one with vince vaughn yes with vince vaughn and rachel mcadams same thing i didn't i didn't end up watching it because i was like this isn't the same as the first season yeah um so i've now got the first season out of my head it's still amazing but i decided to revisit yeah and i'm enjoying it and it got to a point there was one episode where like kind of shit hit the fan and now i'm like in it yeah so all right. That's it. What about you? Well, Mrs. Maisel's done yeah. um, for the season, and I'm pretty oh bummed God, about it. Baby. Like, I can't believe there's only eight episodes. It makes me very sad. I feel cheated, to be I honest. I do. There needed to be more. Yeah. Um, I needed I needed more um, Luke Kirby, please. Oh, just like, can I just have Luke Kirby all the time? That'd yes. be great. Thanks. Can I share him? There was a good amount of Luke Kirby this season. I just think it still wasn't enough. No. You know? Yes. Um, but he, I mean, that last episode just is fantastic. Oh, I loved it. This Mrs. Probably my Maisel favorite fans. episode of the series, to be honest. Or not the series, but of the season. It's definitely a shining moment. Um, the season was very good. This season was very, very good. You know what's interesting is I didn't like season... I rewatched it recently, and I'm still kind of rewatching it. (laughs) Um, But I didn't like season three when it came out. The one where she's... um, Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Hang on. My dog is barking. Because there's someone 
delivering things. Um, We're a dog-friendly podcast. Leia's been coughing up a storm in the back, so it's fine. All right. Um, The one where she's on tour with Shy, like, I remembered not liking that season. I like it. That, that, that episode with her and Lenny. Oh, my God. Favorite. It's so good. But when I rewatched it, I fucking loved it. Yeah. So I don't know, like, what I was expecting with that season, but I will say, I think the first season's my least favorite now. Um, I think the second season's my favorite. I love when they go to the Catskills. Oh, my God. It's so good. The second season's fantastic. I will say, I think this season's my least favorite because I really just didn't care for Midge for most of it. Um, I was more invested in everybody else than, like, her character. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. The characters are just so good. I liked liked this season a lot. I thought there was a lot of good stuff. So, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll just have to wait for next season, um, which is a bummer. But it is what it is. so long. And it's the last season. I don't want to talk about it. It's the final Shh. finale. I don't want to talk about it. I'm Sorry. too upset. I understand. I'm too upset. Um, all right. I don't really, I haven't been watching anything new. I've just been reading and re-watching things because that's what I do. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. I love it. Yeah. It's getting uh, warmer, which yes. is nice. You know, Staying light or darker. Lighter, later is what I meant to it say. It is staying lighter, <laughs> later. Unfortunately, yes. it is um, it's very dark in the morning, and I am not a fan. Oh, see, I just sleep until it gets light out. Well, see, <laughs> I like if I feel like I like to wake up with the sun and exercise, but I have trouble waking up early to exercise when it's dark. So I was yes. doing good. I was getting up, and then daylight savings happened and fucked my life over. So. It's the theme of the of my the life, week, I think. Yeah. All right. So next week, yes, next week we're continuing with the eighties were weird month. Amy has picked out two gems. I did. Uh, with Bloodbeat. There you go. Which is streaming on Tubby TV and Shutter. Yep, it's a winner. I can tell. It is because I I think it's if it's on Shutter, I feel like it's you know probably going to at least be pretty entertaining. Usually. Um, Parents is our second flick, and it is streaming on Roku and Tubby TV. I haven't seen either of these, but I feel like Parents is one of those movies you saw in the video store a lot growing up. Yeah, and I feel like Bloodbeat was on the roster last year. It was on the, like, maybe we'll do it. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. I recognize the name. I know it has Samurais in, like, Middle America. Which, I mean, who doesn't love Samurai horror? (laughs) Definitely a thing. You know? <laughs> Definitely a thing. Not enough of it. It's true. It's true. So join us next week when we discuss Bloodbeat and parents. Until then, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Bye.